Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Come on. Hey, yeah. oh, oh, the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord, waiting for the promise of the Spirit of the Lord. One hundred and twenty gathered in one place, fervently prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Tell it like it is radio show. Boy, I pushed that button with finesse just now. <laughs> Coming live, of course, it sounds like I'm live, doesn't it? Uh, this uh, 
what is what is the date today? May twenty first, Sunday, May twenty first. Tell it like it is. Radio show is live every Sunday night, eight oh six Mountain Time, coming from Dickinson, North Dakota. The studios of KDIX AM Radio, picked up by their website, picked up by Holy Ghost Radio Channel Two. I don't know which way you're listening tonight, but you can text me and let me know seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Bunch of people texting tonight. Good to have a bunch of them just tuning in. I had some before the show started. Uh, the prize for the earliest texter went to the Mr. Jones man from from uh, St. Michael, Minnesota, Brother Jones. He always texts me, tell it. We have the Lunas and the Taquitos. Listen, <laughs> the Lunas are eating Taquitos is what he said. So it's not the Lunas and the Taquitos. They're listening tonight. I wish you could bring me some of your Taquitos, except Brother Luna's hot sauce is so hot that even I can't hardly eat it. <laughs> eat it sometimes. I do it just to be polite, but boy, do I sweat. Anyway, you can text me, 701-290-7862. A bunch of them are coming in. Nathaniel's listening up in Park River, North Dakota. Good to have him. Um, the uh, Sister Bretts and Jody are listening tonight in that far-off place called Oklahoma. We've got Lori out in Southart just texted in listening. Good to have her listening. We've got Yvonne and Marin listening to down in Bowman. North Dakota. And so those are some of the ones that are just texted in tonight, and you can do that throughout the program. As I said, I pastor, or maybe I didn't say, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. Had a good service today. Again, a lot of visitors there. God's doing a great work here in our city. Uh, we, you know, of course, getting visitors to church, and then we need the power of God to get them converted. But getting them there is a wonderful thing, and it's been happening. And just um, God is giving us favor here, and uh, for a lot of reasons, a lot of a lot of things. I, I mean, I mean, maybe this will make you mad, but one of the reasons people love our church is because we didn't shut down during the COVID flu. We kept having services, and a lot of people looking back at that now think that was pretty neat and we didn't shut down it we we recognized it was a bad flu but you know some things are more important than uh, being worried about getting sick and one of them is getting to church and there's a lot of a lot of pe- excuses why people miss church but there's no good ones that I know of I didn't grow up where I wanted to go to church I wasn't a Pentecostal growing up I didn't know much about God but when I got to be 20 years old, I came. I had a spiritual awakening in my uh, awakening in my life, and then you couldn't keep me away from the place. And s- until this day, and I've told people, even when I get so old that I got to wear diapers, take me to church. If I can't talk and I and you don't know what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is get me to church. That's that's what I'll be thinking. I'm not there yet. I'm gonna. I'm a long ways from there yet. I feel young. I I don't know. I feel like uh, God's going to do greater things in my life now than he did even when I was younger. And so I guess that means I'm still young thinking. I'm looking for God to to do great and miraculous things in my ministry. And then not only that, but the people that we're involved with, we're hoping to see that too. Well, I've got some good music lined up tonight. I've got a lot of uh, a lot of scriptures, and I don't know if I'll get through them all, but tonight I want to just talk about something that I I talked about in our church service Wednesday night here in Dickinson. We've been going through a study on, on setting, 
the reasonableness of churches setting standards of of life, lifestyle standards that we set to help us keep the biblical principles in the Bible. And on Wednesday night, I talked about standards protecting our minds and our homes by the input we allow through our ears and our eyes. 1 John 2.15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, this isn't talking about not loving people. It's talking about the world system. It's talking about sin. It's talking about (coughs) the world in the sense that there's a carnal world that doesn't recognize the heavenly. So don't love this world. And if you do, the love of the Father is not in you. Philippians 4 and 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I want to focus on tonight that we shouldn't ask all the time what's wrong with something we're doing or wanting to do. We should ask, what's right with it? Like, is it something that pleases God? Some of the things I say tonight are going to bother some. There are people that love worldly things. Um, They love worldly music. They love worldly media. They love worldly literature. It's going to bother you what I have to say. But I'm speaking from experience that when I came to God way back when, I mean, I was 20 years old when I came to God, that the things that I had loved before, I didn't care much for anymore. And the things that I had not cared about, the things of God, that's the things I began to love. You know, um, doesn't everybody know that what you see and hear influences what you think about? I mean, doesn't everybody know that? I think most people know that. Sometimes the dusty, crusty Pentecostal people that don't love God anymore sometimes don't know that. But we we realize in advertising, um, you know, that they advertise because they believe, advertisers advertise because they believe what we see and hear affects us. They wouldn't spend all that money if it didn't. So tonight I want to just talk about some extremely important concepts in this area. You know, and, and understanding why Pentecostals, I guess Holy Ghost Radio is on and off. I don't know, I can't really text, brother. Um, are you, if you're listening on Holy Ghost Radio, text me tonight. Let me know that you're that it's working. I've got Brother Doug texting me saying it's not. So I'm not sure what's going on. But, you know, the uh, I want to talk tonight why... Pentecostals, why Pastor Bob talks about the things that he talks about in these areas. I want us to be honest. I want us to have continuity. Like you, if you listen to this program a long time, you know that I don't have a television set in my home. I don't do the secular Hollywood movie thing. Uh, you know, don't really do any movie thing. Uh, the, um, you know, well, I'm going to explain to you why that is. And then I also want to talk about continuity. Like, 
if Pastor Bob doesn't watch the TV and doesn't watch the movies, why would I read books about the same things? You know, well, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You can't make a fool out of God with your rules. You know, I believe in rules, and I'm going to talk about rules tonight, but there is, you know, don't, don't, don't play games with God. If you're not going to watch the filthy television so don't show, don't read the filthy book. Doesn't make any sense. So let me just get dive right into this. I got some music lined up. I drove rode, drove my guitar here, or drove my guitar, rode my motorcycle here. I didn't bring my my guitar, but um, sure enjoy riding that thing. I like riding that. They're dangerous, but I I really like riding them. All right, let's, let's start in. Let's just jump right into this. How about our music? If you are a child of God, if you are godly, if you have a love for God. Why would you listen to music that doesn't promote that? You know, what are the lyrics of the music that you listen to? And how long can you listen to secular music before it affects your thinking, before you're desensitized? And I'm not talking about just satanic, heavy metal, or rap music. I'm talking about all of it. Some of the country music is so filthy. The lyrics talk about Drinking, having sex with people you're not married to, um, you know it. It, you know, like, does the word of God back those lyrics? What am I? I'm preaching tonight. I'm speaking tonight about protecting our minds from influence that can hurt us. Now, this, you know, when I spoke about this on Wednesday night, it. It did bother some people that were there, and I mean some good people. There are people, just like I was, that loved my secular music before I came to God in kind of a weird way, even. You know, I was so into my music, and back then mostly heavy metal rock music, I thought I knew these people. Like, for some reason, I thought I was friends with the Beatles. I, I thought... You know, the Led Zeppelin members and I were like on first name basis. Of course, we weren't, but I, for some reason, I like I owned the music. Like it was my music. I studied and thought about and meditated upon these lyrics, and some of them were very shallow. Some of them were very evil, but they were worldly. And what's interesting is when I came to God, one of the loves of my life was music, my music. The the 300 albums and tapes and even 8-track tapes <coughs> that I had, uh, I, I loved that music, but when I came to God and started listening to it, I didn't like it anymore, and honestly, nobody told me to quit listening to it at that time. Now, later, I met Pastor Walters, and I heard him say plenty about it, but it was too late because I already agreed with him. He's passed away now, but he couldn't even take credit for that one. He did take credit for a lot of things he changed my thinking on. But but my music, God had already dealt with me about it because I didn't like what they were saying. And people tell me sometimes in church when I quote some of that old music, you better stop doing that. Maybe I will. Maybe I will, but some of it I just have to tell people that don't know 
this was this this doesn't it's not good it's not and what about our literature got a lot of people texting me tonight saying they can hear me on holy ghost radio it's working just fine so must be on on brother doug's end of it hey brother joe's listening in texarkana arkansas uh, some people are listening. I don't even know who you are, but I'm glad you're listening. Um, people are texting me from different places. Um, we've got um, here again, 701-290-7862. You can text me and let me know you're listening or what you think about what I'm saying. So, you know, we're talking tonight about protecting our minds because our mind will be influenced by what we see and hear doesn't everybody know that? Sometimes we got to take drastic measures and just shut the door. Shut the door, keep on the devil. You shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep on the devil. Light the candle, everything's all right. Light the candle, everything's all right. Oh, when I was a baby child. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Good and bad was just a game. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Many years and many trials. Shut the door, keep out the devil. They proved to be they're not the same. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's all right. Oh, Satan is an evil charmer. Shut the door, keep out the devil. He's hungry for a soul to hurt. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. And without your holy armor. Shut the door, listen to me. keep out the devil. He will eat you for dessert. Shut the door, keep the yeah. devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the my mama used to sing this song Keep out the devil. Oh, Papa used to sing it too. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Jesus called and took them home. Shut the door, keep out the devil. And so I sing the song for you. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. You shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the that one will get stuck in your head. Shut the door, keep out the devil. That's like a Randy Stonehill song. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, a bunch of people listening. Good. I'm glad so many people listening tonight. Maybe not everybody will be happy with me, but you know what? I don't do this for popularity. 
Ruben from Texas is listening. Brother Johnson is listening tonight. Uh, Mike from my other church up at the jail is listening. I'm glad to have Mike listening, able to text me. Um, the uh, and yeah, text me some stuff here if you um, you know yeah, check you check it out. I was talking about influence of our ears, our eyes, literature. What are you reading? You don't here again. Don't ask what's wrong with it. Ask what's right with it. There, certainly, there's some fiction out there that could be beneficial. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of Christian authors writing that historical fiction. There's things to learn there, but is it moral? Is it beneficial? Does it have cuss words in the book? You know, how long before you quit noticing the cuss words? Are bedroom scenes okay if they're in a book? Did it used to bother you and now it doesn't anymore? Those are just questions I'm asking. You know, let's move into where I really want to go tonight is how about media? TV, internet, movies. Ever hear the words together, television programming? Well, television is programming, and television has programmed our entire culture. Hollywood has an agenda. Disney, they've the the woke agenda, the transgender agenda. You know, and and a lot of that, that a lot of that programming is coming across on people's cell phones now. Used to be, it was easy to be a Pentecostal. You didn't have a TV, you didn't go to the movie theater. Now you better be careful on that telephone. My question to you is, if I didn't watch it. On my, in my television, and I didn't have television, and I didn't watch it at the movie theater, why would I watch it on my phone? Let's, here again, let's not play games with God. You, know, you can't make a fool out of God. He's not mocked. In other words, you can tell God, I don't have a TV, but if you're watching TV on your phone, don't think he's going to fall for that. We shouldn't fall for it either. You know, children not only have access to some of this stuff, but in many cases they're better at their parents and figuring it out. You know, we <coughs> Satan has an agenda, and he's, he's preaching his pulpit is the media, television, movies, things like that. Ephesians 5 and verse 5 I'm going to read a few verses in Ephesians here. It says this, For this you know that no whoremonger, what's a whoremonger? Well, I know what it is, but I'll tell you, just the word sounds bad. This is somebody that's just sexually messed up. God God created sex, folks, for between a husband and a wife in marriage, a man and a woman, one man, one woman for life, till death do us part. Anything outside of that's fornication. And people that commit fornication are whoremongers. For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Like you're not going to go to heaven living this way. That's what he was saying. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Don't let these television preachers tell you doesn't matter how you live, you're going to go to heaven anyway. Don't let them tell you that. That's not Bible. 
I believe in the mercy and grace of God, and I believe nobody's perfect. But I'll also tell you this, that you can't just willingly, knowingly sin and think that somehow God's going to turn the, uh, turn the other cheek to it, because he won't. Those are those vain words. He said, let no man, Paul said, let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of this, these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. In other words, because of these things, as whoremongers and unclean, idolatrous, covetous, these, these, because of this stuff, that's why God's wrath is coming upon people that are disobeying. And then verse 7 of Ephesians 5 says, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Now, a partaker is somebody that takes part. Don't be partakers with them. Don't, don't do what they do. And then in verse 8, he said, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. In other words, you used to be like this. You used to be in darkness. You used to be blind spiritually. But he said, we're not anymore. We're children of light now. We don't want to go back to that. In verse 10, proving, Ephesians 5, I'm just in Ephesians 5, verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Yeah, what what is acceptable unto the Lord exactly? NLT says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. (coughs) There was a guy one time attending our church many years ago that was arguing with me about TV. He said, well, I like the church, but I'm not going to get rid of my TV. I said, all right, you pick the night, I'll come over. We'll sit and watch your programs that you like, and we'll take a notepad, and we'll write up all the things that God likes on one side of the page and all the things he doesn't like on the other side. He said, I don't want to do that. I said, well, I'm willing to do it. He said, no, I don't want to do it. You made your point, preacher. He did get rid of his TV after that. Because that stuff doesn't please God. I got rid of my TV before I heard Pastor Walter say TVs are stupid. You know why? I was an avid TV watcher. Before I came to God, that's what I did. In my evenings, I'd watch TV. There wasn't as much selection back then. There was we had two channels. <coughs> I'd watch it till sometimes till the till it quit programming at midnight. My wife, my wife was not like that. She's always been more practical. When I came to God, I I tried to watch my TV. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to watch my TV, but it was making me mad. And I got, I would I would watch less and less and less. And finally, my dad came to visit us one day. I said, Dad, you want to take this TV? It's yours anyway. I was going to college. He took it back home, and haven't had one since. Why? Because it wasn't acceptable under the Lord. It's not the box. It's not the tube. I don't even know if they have tubes anymore. It's what's on it. Verse 11 of Ephesians 5, it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Like fellowship is like two fellows in the same ship. Don't don't hang out with it. Don't, don't be around it. And then it calls it the unfruitful works of darkness. Sometimes it's not bad or good, it's just nothing. Just a waste. 
It's unfruitful. Here again, don't ask what's wrong with some television program. Ask what's right with it. Is it passing the Philippians 4.8 test? Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, think on these things. You know, take it says don't take any, don't have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, expose them. That's what I'm doing tonight. That's why I'm trying to do this tonight. You know, there there might be people listening to me that have some kind of walk with God, and you're letting that filth be pumped into your ears and your eyes and wonder why you can't keep your mind on God? I'm exposing it tonight. I'm reproving it tonight. Verse 12, it says, For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Well, back in those days, apparently people were sinning in secret. Paul said it was a shame to even talk about it, what they were doing exactly, you know, the details. Now, what they do, they don't do it in secret anymore. They put it right on a screen. Why would we want to watch it? The wicked have always enjoyed doing things in secret. Now it's worse. They do it right out in the open. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't understand it. If two adults would commit some kind of sex act in front of a child, they'd be both arrested. But two adults can be on a TV and do something like that where children are watching and it's okay? What is wrong with you parents? I mean, we're sexualizing kids. Little kids are being sexualized. They should be thinking about playing in the, you know, out in the playground in the sand or something, maybe thinking about going fishing or, or uh, you know, um, you know, whatever little girls do, you know, just out, you know, visiting and whispering to each other with their little secrets that they tell each other. But instead, we're turning these little kids into sexualized beings because parents and society is so stupid Oh, man, sometimes I'm so mean. You know, sometimes I don't care, though. I want to say it and get your attention. It's stupid. You know, little kids sitting in front of televisions, movies, Internet, and they just, people don't seem to care. Verse 15 of Ephesians 5, See, then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. The NLT says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the the Lord wants you to do. (coughs) Let me just say this. The average American watches 10 years of television, Hollywood programming in their life. Ten years. seventy Out of 75 years, they watch something ten years. More than a tenth. Is it a good use of our time? See, that ought to be the question. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show yourself approved unto God. Study what? Study 
sports? Study actors and actresses? What kind of things are you studying? You know, these people have souls, these actors and actresses, these sports figures. They're people just like all of us. They need to be saved. But why do I care about their lives in detail like people care? What what about these people? What are we supposed to be loving about these people? Isn't it their souls? See, I'm telling you why Pastor Bob has taken this stand and why I'm not afraid to talk about it on the radio. And I'll tell you this, and why it's not going to turn anybody off from coming to our church. They're coming. I think I think people are coming. I have people tell me, and it's not me, they tell me, we like your preaching. Well, it's not because I, I'm so smart, and it's not because I'm very eloquent. A lot of times I can't think of the right word to say. Like, I'm not a wordsmith. I've got some preacher friends, man, they're wordsmiths. I mean, like, like it's like it's like they're painting a masterpiece when they preach, and I, and I enjoy that. I, I do. I'm like, wow, that's good. I, I'm not like that. You know, maybe I could try to be more like that. But people like straightforward preaching. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you preachers out there, if you keep beating around the bush and don't tell people what's up, they're all going to quit coming to church. If you tell them what's up, some of them will quit coming to church, but they, they checked out on God a long time ago anyway. Hebrews 12 and 1 said, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. So there's two things in that verse. There are sins where everybody says that's wrong. What about weights? Are there things that we could be doing that aren't really wrong, but they're hurting us spiritually because they're taking up our time? Like you say, well, Pastor Bob, what's wrong with a what's wrong with a uh, television? Uh, what do you call them? Game show, cooking show. What's wrong with that, Pastor Bob? Could it be a weight? Did you pray today? Did you study the word today? Are you going to church faithfully? Oh, I'm too busy to go to church faithfully. We've got a good church, but man, there are people that come on Sundays. You you won't see them on Wednesday. And if I asked them, they'd probably say, yeah, we're, we're pretty busy. What are you busy doing? Watch the cooking show. I don't know. You know, I, I don't. You, maybe you don't have a TV, but it. But you know what? There, are, there are sins and there are weights. Now, I'm glad that the Holy Ghost protected the United Pentecostal Church. I'm glad for it. Now, I'm a member of the United Pentecostal Church, and I'm a, I'm a member of the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship too. I've got dual citizenship. Uh, I, I love the WPF. Good people. I'll tell you this. The UPC's got foreign missions down pat. Uh, UPC's reaching the world, and they got a lot of good missionaries. But here's a stand the United Pentecostal Church took starting in the '60s. <clears throat> Let me read you some of this. This is in the this is in their minister's manual. It says this: We wholeheartedly disapprove of our people indulging in any activities which are not conducive to good Christianity and godly living. And then that goes such as, and a whole bunch of stuff. 
And then it says this, Furthermore, because of the displays of all these evils on television, we disapprove of any of our people having television sets in their homes. Let me read a little more. It says, We must strive always for a spiritual position in our living, and wisely, the United Pentecostal Church International has warned its members of the evils displayed on television programs and admonished them not to have television sets in their homes for the sake of their spiritual welfare. That's not Bible, but it's good. (laughs) You know, when I look back, you know, I mean, just about 45 years now that I've been in the church, living for God, I've I've found over the years people that have not agreed with this stand on television in Hollywood. I can't think of any of them where their kids are doing good spiritually. Maybe I need to think harder. Maybe maybe there are some. <coughs> but I can't think of it. I've watched I watched people fight with my pastor about it. You know, they they didn't care what he said. They still had their little TV down in the basement. Kids are all walked away from God probably two reasons. One because of the influence of the TV and two you're not much of an example if you won't even have a pastor yourself. We raised three children. We never had a TV. Didn't hurt our kids. You know, we read books. We played games. We did things outside. Why do you want to spend your whole life watching other people do something? Why don't you just go do it yourself? I got all this music lined up. I'm never going to get to that. That's all right. Ben Yoder said good preaching, so I'm going to keep going. Good to have Ben listening. I'm going to see you in a little while. There's an addictive nature to television and Hollywood. Just because God showed me when I first came to him about my music and about, about the media that I was watching, that doesn't mean that I'm out of the woods yet. Do you think if God told me to get rid of my TV 45 years ago, do you think it's gotten better now? Or do you think I'm more spiritual now that I can handle it? Do you think I have more sense now that I can tell you, tell what's good and what's bad and what will influence me and what will not? Don't lie to yourself, folks. You can develop an appetite for sin. Just like I developed an appetite for blue cheese dressing, which is gross when you first taste it. Tastes like somebody threw up. I like it. It's my favorite dressing now. I used to hate coffee. Now I like coffee. People that I know that don't like coffee said, I can't stand coffee. I said, you got to develop a taste for it. You can develop a taste for sin. You can, you, can, you can develop a taste for filth. You can become desensitized to the immor- immorality, the nudity, the violence, the vulgarity, the lying, the skeptics, the critics of God, the godless, the materialistic. You can, you can, you can be desensitized. There is an addictive nature to filth. You talk about a pandemic. You know, this COVID thing that, that, uh, you know, our country went through. That's nothing compared to what we're going through right now with this pandemic of filth in the music, in the television, in the Hollywood, 
in the internet. I'm not talking about just pornography, hardcore pornography. I'm talking about just wrong thinking. And we better pay attention. You better pay attention to this preacher tonight. You better not be mad at me because what I'm telling you is so solid. It's so scriptural. Don't be partakers with that stuff. Have no fellowship with that stuff. Don't you think you can be influenced still? 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Good people can be corrupted. You can start out right and turn out rotten. That can, that's true for individuals, it's true for families, it's true for a nation. You say, well, good people, you know, I mean, they, they won't be corrupted because, no, you can be influenced. Use your head. Don't be stupid. You know, let me read this out of the basic Bible in English. It says, don't be tricked by false words. Evil co- company does damage does damage to good behavior. And you say, well, I don't hang out with those people. Are you hanging out with them by watching their shows? You know, I'm kind of on a roll here, aren't I? You say, oh, I, we don't, it doesn't influence anybody. Let me ask you a question. Do more people swear today or less? In public, in school? You know, like, like I'm going to say, I, I didn't grow up knowing God, so, um, you know, when I got a little older, I started swearing. You know, I, I started having a foul mouth. I didn't, even back then, I didn't hear many girls swear. I didn't really hear many girls swear. Um, back then, there weren't kids in school swearing. You know, there. do you guys know this? There are teachers and school people that are quitting their careers that they love. That they Some people have went to school to be a teacher, not for the pay. No, that wasn't for the pay. They went because they wanted to make a difference in somebody's life. And they're quitting now because the kids are becoming so disrespectful. They're so filthy. I had a third grade girl from our church told me, she said, Pastor Bob or Pastor Simon, she said, I would love to homeschool. I said, why is that? She said, the kids are filthy. The kids talk dirty. Third grade. Don't tell me that this isn't having an influence on our society. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion companion of fools shall be destroyed. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5 and 6, Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? God's people should know better, folks, and it needs to be taught and preached, and in my little corner of the world, I'm still doing it because... It makes sense. Have people quit coming to our church because of this teaching? Yeah. Do you feel bad about that? Yeah. I mean, I feel bad they quit. See, it doesn't bother me you'd have a TV. It bothers me that you'd want to watch it. Something's wrong on the inside with you spiritually. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
Like, don't be tied too close to unbelievers. I would say that most Christian people in the United States watch TV more hours a week than they go to church. And the people on those TV shows, the people that produce those shows, the Hollywood producers, I was reading about a Hollywood producer, uh, had a baby, his wife had a baby, and they said, we're not going to assign its gender. <coughs> you know, and we'll let them decide that later. You talk about ridiculous, and why would I want to watch their movie? You know, we got people in our church that that uh, listen to some of the conservative uh, news stuff. Who is that guy? Ben, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, ben, I don't, I don't even know what his last Somebody tell me. He's the famous uh, news guy. Ben, what is his name? Ben, um, what, what, text me. Where, where are my texters? Anyway, they all think he's so conservative, but then he talks about all these movies he watches. What's wrong with him? The things he's against, he's watching it for enjoyment? God's people ought to know better. Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? Ben Shapiro, thank you. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, verse 17. Saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing. We can be desensitized. We need to wake up. Some of you tonight, you probably already shut me off, but some of you are tonight are so desensitized, you don't even know it's wrong anymore. I was on an airplane flying over from back home from Germany. Televisions all around me. Everywhere when I'd look up, there were television sets everywhere. I couldn't hear hear the sound, but I could see the pictures. One of them caught my eye, it was a few rows over. And I saw a decapitation, some kind of ancient war movie. Some lady swung a sword, and and a guy's head was decapitated. I I shut my eyes, and I couldn't get the stupid thing out of my head. I couldn't even hardly sleep that night because I saw, I know it was a movie. I know it wasn't real, but I'm not desensitized. Some people see that, and they think it's funny. They laugh. You better wake up, Samson. You got your head in the wrong lap. She's going to put you to sleep. And then you're going to be destroyed. Wake up before it's too late. Why do you want to watch it? Something is not right if it doesn't bother you. See, we got to get to the place. Uh, Boy, you know what? I wonder if the radio would care if I went just a couple minutes late tonight. I might. We got to get to the place where it's not my parents' rules. It's not my church's rules. It's not my pastor's rules. It's not even God's rules. This moves into a new realm. These are my rules. Joseph in the Old Testament, there was his boss's wife was trying to seduce him. She was married to another man and this is what he told her. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You see, Joseph's like, this is not the person I am. I'm not going to do this. These are my rules. Now, here again, setting standards has very does very little good for dishonest people. An honest person that sins 
has much more hope to me than someone who's always trying to hide their sin. But as I said, you can slowly develop a taste for anything. All backsliders I know, all of them, started sneaking around and listening and watching things that they shouldn't. You can get around <laughs> rules. <coughs> Romans one thirty two lists a whole kinds. Romans one lists all these terrible sins, and it says, "Don't you know that the people that commit those things are worthy of death?" Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Are you having pleasure in those that are sinning by watching that stuff? Second Peter 2 and 7, there was a man in the Old Testament named Lot, and Peter said he was a just man. And all the evil that was going around in Sodom, the Bible said it vexed Lot's soul. The filthy conversation or lifestyle of the wicked tormented, that word vexed in Hebrew means tormented his soul. It says in verse 8, 2 Peter 2, that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing, everybody notice, seeing and hearing, it vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Lot was living in the middle of wickedness, and it was tormenting him. And now you say you're watching that stuff with your own free will, and it doesn't bother you? Does it torment those today who choose to see it for entertainment? Having pleasure in something and being vexed by something are two different things. Yes, we're living in a wicked world. There are things that bother us. But don't flip the switch and start being entertained by it. The reason I got rid of the trash in the first place in my life, the reason I got rid of it in the first place is because it was bothering me. Should I go back to it now? You know, I know people say, well, Pastor, I, Pastor Bob, I don't agree with you. That's fine. You know, free world, free country. But what do you think God would think about it? What do you think God thinks about your television show, your Hollywood movie? Let me ask you this. <clears throat> Should we subject actors and actresses to committing sins so we can sit and watch it? This calls for drastic measures sometimes. It really does. Drastic measures. You know what? i got to catch my breath. Hang on. Pastor Bob, to tell it like it is, show, just hang on. I'll play this dumb song. Turn that monster on. Suddenly you're gone. Sit and watch the box all day. Morning, night, and noon. Never leave the room. Dinner on a Couch potato, living on remote control. Couch potato, VCR has got your soul. Couch potato, you'll make the reruns of the Brady Bunch, but you won't even make your baby lunch. You 
you think that's life? No, 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 no. What's Oprah got to say? Gotta leave her for the beat. What's on HBO? Her I'll the water note. Check ran I out before you leave. Couch potato. Living on remote control. Couch potato. VCR has got you so. Couch potato. You'll never miss a day at Donahue. That's why nobody ever misses you. You think that's life? No, 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 no. CR's got your soul Cow's potato The life you're living's pretty sad to me You left your brain somewhere on Channel 3 You vegetated until you're a duck How long you planted to remain a spot You would lose the couch and hit the road But you would rather watch the Lucy show You call that life? No, no, no Pastor Bob, don't be a couch potato. Calls for some drastic actions. Hey, did I say, hey, hi, hi, Mike from the jail? I think I said that. Uh, I figured out who Mike is now, which one he is, so I talked to him today up at the county jail. Drastic measures, Matthew 5.29, if thy right, Jesus said, if thy right, I offend thee, plug it out, cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish not that the whole body should be cast into hell. I like I like watching movies, Pastor. Now, you know, Friday night, get some popcorn and like watching those movies. Pull it out. You know, get that poison out of your house. You know, Jesus isn't talking about pulling your eye out here. When I spoke about this Wednesday, we've got a lady in our church that's got a fake eye. I kind of contemplated coming up to her and pulling her eye out. Because, you know, she probably would have let me. She's just the sweetest lady. But I, I was thinking, ah, I'll probably embarrass her. He's he's not talking about pulling your eye out. He is talking about drastic measures. Sometimes we got to change some things. When I came to God, I got rid of all my music. All I mean, my beloved music. I had, I had records that were collector's records. I had, I, had, um, I mean... This music, uh, every I, I knew the words to just about every song on 300 albums. I mean, maybe that's an exact half of those songs. I mean, it was it was my poetry, it was my philosophy, and when I came to God, I just got rid of it. Got rid of my television. Drastic measures. Pluck your eye out. We got to get to heaven, you guys. You know. You know what this is about? You know, I preach Acts 2.38 on the radio. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I tell people how to be saved, 
And I tell people how to stay saved. We have got to realize the spiritual nature of the influence around us. Satan doesn't want you to believe in him. He doesn't want you to know he's behind all this stuff. But he is. And we need to set up rules for our own life. We need to set up rules for our church, for our family. David said in Psalm 101, verse 3, he said, I will set no wicked thing before my eye. Maybe after the radio show tonight, you need to clean up your house. Maybe you need to dump out a bunch of books that you got, a bunch of music that you got. Maybe you need to delete some of the apps on your phone. Maybe you need to get your spouse to help you carry that television set out to the trash. Jesus said in Matthew 6.22, the light of the body is the eye. The eyes and the ears are the filter that we bring information into our mind. Maybe you need to be accountable to somebody. Here again, God sees you sneaking around, watching things you shouldn't watch. You know what? If you, you know, if, if, if you're watching, if you've got the Holy Ghost in your life and you're watching some of that trash, either you're going to get up and throw that out or the Holy Ghost after a while is going to get up and walk out of your life. Somebody's going to walk. Are you accountable to anybody but yourself? I want to end with this, and I, you know, just real quickly, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, church Wednesday night, Sunday morning, 501 Elks Drive. We've got church and beach Tuesday nights, Bowman Wednesday nights. Beach and Bowman have church Sundays. We have church at Beulah Wednesdays, Sundays, Newtown, Williston, Minot, Bismarck, Mandan, churches all over. You know, just if you're just tuning in, <coughs> New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, come and meet me Wednesday night, 730. That's our next service. But I want to end this by saying, let's start asking the question, what's right with things instead of what's wrong with things? What direction is it setting in our life, in our children's life? Number one, does it glorify God? Number two, does it glorify sin? You know, number three, is it a good use of my time? You know, that's why I'm against those mindless video and computer games because it's taken away from good things. Your family, your walk with God, even your work. You know, people people are in poverty because of these stupid things. They lose jobs because of it. Does, does what we do facilitate loving my neighbor? Like, what's better, watching a TV show or cooking a cake for your neighbor? My wife is so nice to people. She's always thinking of others. Does it facilitate family life, what we're doing? Like, let's do something together as a family. Is it part of our plan to evangelize this world? I'm getting a lot of people saying they like the program, haven't got a lot that say they don't. I've got some things. Well, I wish I'd have saw some of this, or you would have texted some of this earlier, but I will, uh, Brother Zach. I'll read that article that you sent me. Uh, that does sound interesting. <coughs> um, D- Brother Fuller said, come out from among them, be separate. Didn't you hear me say that? I already, I already, you're, you're a day late and a dollar short, brother. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. Thanks for listening tonight, folks. Um, Lord Jesus, I pray that you help us 
things that we talked about here tonight, Lord. I know, I know, God, that I've, you've got my back on this stuff. Lord, I know that you're against this type of worldliness that draws us away from you, whether it's by using our time or whether just the sheer evilness of it. Both, God, I, I pray that you help us. God, help me to convince somebody here tonight, whether it's a lukewarm Pentecostal or somebody here in Dickinson that maybe just making a start with God. Lord, it made sense to me when you showed this to me, and I, I, I believe it'll make sense to them too, God. I, I pray, Lord, that they'll be sensitive to, because we can make a start for you, Lord, but we've got to finish this race. Help us to keep our minds pure. We just pray in Jesus' name. God bless, folks. Um, come and see me. It's time to get on the bus.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.